Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Emily Beijing. And I am your other host, Margo Poupard. Well, it's been a long summer, but a fun one. Sometimes it's been a little weird, even. We've had uh, relationships just show up like waves of cicadas every 17 years with, gen- are we calling them Jennifer now, I believe? Is that oh my what God. we're going with? I almost sent this link to you, but I'm glad I forgot. So now I can tell you in real time. Did you see, I think it was like a page six tweet that Ben was at Tiffany's looking at engagement rings with his son and his mom recently. It's happening. It's all happened. Dreams. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's a love story. Baby, just say yes. I'm so happy oh my god <laughs> it's like we we're ever... all getting engaged I do you think know. he'll do it at donkeys i hope so one can only hope he gets down on one knee with his coffee in one hand <laughs> ring in the other and amazon packages nearby i all i i just want them to get married at fenway park neil diamond sings Sweet Caroline, like I just want. Basically, I want them to have a Goodwill Hunting themed wedding. Is what I'm I'm advocating for right now. I don't think she would go for that. No, but... she's Jenny from the Bronx, so no, no. Right, but but this I've... is a wonderful sketch premise, though. A <laughs> Rod would be so fucking pissed if they had a Red Sox themed wedding. Oh my god, that man needs to get a grip. But anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so glad I saved it accidentally to reveal to you here now I thank you thank Mm -hmm. you for giving me this gift I appreciate that and I take it in with with happiness and joy but on to less exciting things and more kind (laughs) of mundane with a sprinkle of drama every once in a while because that's how this show always works um we want to get into some of the updates around reality TV this summer. We've been watching a lot, uh particularly the Bachelor franchise in the Hills, New Beginnings. And as always, we have our thoughts on the Hills New Beginnings, particularly a fun Tahoe trip that took two episodes. Fun? Um, not so fun. 
not so fun. I mean, if you count murder mystery with people who can barely show emotion as fun, uh, then I guess that's fun. Uh, oh, that was actually kind of funny. And I understand it's COVID. We got to find sure. these things to do inside. Sure. But this sure. is the third reality show I have seen it, that filmed during COVID that decided that a murder mystery with a bunch of improvisers who do not make enough to have the sort of um to be out here like this in a pandemic like they fully don't have insurance this is the third one and i just they're never they're barely fun when you're doing them and they're definitely not fun when you're watching it the only time that it's ever been good was that episode of real houses of new york in the berkshires but shaz the sunset did it and real houses of atlanta did it and obviously, the only thing you remember from Atlanta this season is Bolo. So who gives a shit about a fucking murder mystery? I just, here's the deal. I'm all about, it's not that I'm against the murder mystery party so much as I'm against it once having having to watch it, like you said. But two, yeah. also having people who, again, we're not against Botox on this show. But when you've gotten so many facelifts and Botox that you don't show emotion, um, Having a murder mystery party just makes everyone seem like they could be guilty or innocent at the same time. Like there's just no no way around it. It's very hard to tell who did what. In fact, maybe that's the best thing is that anyone can hide being a murderer because they don't show emotion. It's um, like the between the Botox and the low energy, it was very difficult to yes. understand what the What's stakes even were. Yeah. And then like if they had ever made like a breakthrough, that was never entirely clear. No. It it was more like a, a pretty straight line instead of it kind of having peaks and valleys in terms of like following the fuck was going on because the main I don't even know if there was like a theme of the season it's like it felt like everybody was on their own separate show and that yes. only became more apparent like in that finale that I oh had to watch because I had completely forgotten what was going on so we have Brandon and the yes. girl we knew he was never going to last with and he, him being devastated by that that's like its own plot but like she's yes. sort of disconnected from the story except that time that she freaks out at that Halloween party which was really funny because she's <laughs> just like I don't want to be around other girls you fuck I'm like well <laughs> you know I'm sure that's what like a lot of us want but we can't always get what we want she no. like took it so personally and like I just feel like it's like, oh, sweetie, you're not important enough to hate. Like, no one even realizes that you're here. That's the reason no. why there's this oversight happening. No, and I will say this about Brandon Lee. As the season pro progressed, I don't know about you, but to me, he started to look more and more like Polly Walnuts with the tracksuits and the hair. And I fully <laughs> expected to see some silver stripes by the end of the season. He's unfortunately too young for that. But, I mean, if he has any sense, he'll just start painting them in himself. I mean, did we talk about his big movie premiere that was like on a roof it was like the saddest thing you've it ever seen so and sad. she couldn't even be bothered to look up from her phone i howled i was just like yeah girl me fucking either like yes i am on instagram for the umpteenth time while trying to watch the show i mean it is to the hills credit perfect background noise oh sure but anyway so we've got 
um, we got Brandon on his own island with his like weird love story that like, you know, you can kind of see the writings on the wall. Yes. Then we have like Heidi v. Ashley. Oh, my God. Really, it's just Heidi projecting onto Ashley, Ashley because Heidi desperately wants to have another baby and oh it like God. isn't happening for her because oh, she's Heidi, like or, yeah, Heidi insanely yeah. uptight. And then yeah. Ashley is pregnant and, you know, she's not supposed to have everything like it's supposed to be Heidi's. And so they have this like strange fragmented argument about who's pregnant and who's not but it's not really about that no no there's a lot of projecting and I feel like there were moments where it's just like oh great editing like um I have to say like give an Emmy to the person who decided to splice in the part in the Tahoe episode where Ashley is talking about her father's death um and oh my god this voice. transition okay trans- sorry continue transition, sorry so abrupt. you're just like so dude what abrupt. The fuck? like you are escalating drama here that already doesn't you know there's already existing drama we don't have to include this this was too much also i like that immediately audrina thought that his, her dad had died of cancer and like went to that he died of cancer right it's like no freak dirt bike ride accident which no I didn't didn't expect- her dad have like a heart attack like on oh, yes, the bike sorry, or hard, something yes, like yes, that which is attack. like even more, more yes. wild and sad yeah. Yes. Like it was awful. And I was just, it, it is hard after watching the show when they do try to have these scenes that are really sad, like and emotional, but also emotional. interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where she, you know, she's visiting her, um, her dad's grave and she brings up that her daughter speaks five languages, which I, I question, but I don't want to take away from this. Leave language. the child I out know, of this. I know. I know. Let I her know. have a little mom lie to her dead dad, okay? <laughs> I think we can all just, there's so little joy in the world. Just like, let her fucking have this. Like, I, I actually teared up. I thought I it was really too. sweet. She's like, I wish you could see her. She's grown. It was like very sad. It was and very, I, very I sad. I applaud Ashley for always trying to kind of bring it like no matter what like for somebody who hasn't been on this show the yeah. entire time unlike her husband or Heidi Ardrina or whatever I think that she does bring a lot of interesting perspective and I think that she does try to like open so, up and maybe it's because she tries so hard sometimes some of her scenes fall flat but I, I honestly blame the show on a certain level I because do what is the show who is the show about? Like, is right. it about the Pratts? Is it centered around them? Because obviously the Hills worked because it was about LC. It wasn't like necessarily on an ensemble. Like it's- Whitney and Audrina were always sort of like B to C list supporting characters that maybe got, unless they were with LC, collectively five minutes of screen time an episode. Yes. So who the fuck is this show about? Is it about decided. Jason and Ashley? Exactly. Is it they about Audrina? Is it about Brody? Like, why the fuck is Caitlin still here? I don't know. And why the fuck does I she mean- owe? her piece of shit ex-husband any sort of explanation about what's going on in her current romantic life including her fucking pregnancy i mean i could not believe i was beside myself emily the one note i did take is like of course brody makes her fucking pregnancy all about him even though it's not even his baby it's like dude could you go fuck yourself right now are you insane if i had to run by what i do in my life to any of my exes i would just go out into traffic and get hit by a fucking bus are you out of your fucking mind why does this woman owe him anything he fucked her over and then like kind of slut shamed her for like dating miley cyrus it's like dude shut the fuck up like you're the biggest slut on this show what are we talking about 
worse. And I have to say this about Brody, like no matter who he is with, who he's dealing with throughout this, these last episodes that we watched, what a piece of shit, like even talking in regards to his like budding romance with Audrina, like that fucking Tahoe episode part one, it felt like I was watching the summer nights uh, part of Greece where it was like, did she put up a fight? Like, Cause there's this like, he's like, you know, we got together and blah, blah, blah. He's like talking up this fucking game at this dinner. And then, like, meanwhile, she's just like, well, we kissed a little. Like, you know, she's probably, I would trust Andrina more in this scenario, obviously. Right, right. And they probably, you know, maybe fooled around a little bit. But ultimately, like, he's uh, trying to make it out to be something way bigger than it actually was. And it's like fucking Danny Zuko up in there in Tahoe style. Like, I <laughs> could not get over it. Well, he's definitely not a reliable narrator whatsoever. No. But he's honestly just, I mean, as somebody who loved Fuckboy Island on HBO Max. This is not an HBO Max podcast. Um, <laughs> Brody should have fully gone to that fucking island yep. for sure yep. because he's such a fuckboy. He totally fucks with Audrina. Like he, they have these moments in Tahoe, right? And then yep. they come back from that trip and then they have that big group dinner and he brings two fucking 22 year olds oh like God. rub it in her face over what because she didn't have sex with you like what is the problem no. what is your deal and then even the way that they end the show because this episode is semi-fresh <laughs> in my mind um the way that they end the show he's like oh yeah like maybe like let's leave the door open and she's like i'm a mom that's my priority and if you can't fucking get on that same page then i don't need to be doing like, this like she finally wises up but i feel like he leads her on kind of the whole time doing he this, does like, he does doing this one man will they won't they and it's but super it, fucking annoying and i feel like it's interesting because this whole season there was a lot of goldilocks where audrina's the goldilocks and like we've got you know papa bear with whatever stewart oh, i was uh, like <laughs> rob stewart's son i almost called him rob schneider <laughs> rob stewart's son who uh, who's just like, you know, looks like he's 65. Um, and it's just, you know, he gives good picnic. But like, other than we that. We just continue to age him exponentially as if he is sent to that beach that makes you fucking and then, old. And then our mama bear being, which I don't like to call Brody a mama bear, but I just mean it in this metaphor. <laughs> so bear with me. Where it's complete fuckboy, one man fuckboy island show. She needs something in between is what I've gotten out right. of this. Season. She needs not a grandpa with too much filler. And she doesn't need a aging fuckboy who refuses to accept where he is in life. Or yes. he doesn't understand why people get upset. Well, he still hasn't learned anything. Yeah. He's just, I guess, an aging fuckboy. Maybe he is the Danny Zuko. He is the Fonzarelli minus the sense of humor. Because I think that Brody is kind of humorless but he's yeah. worse because he thinks he's funny or that's like has a sense exactly of humor it. That's but exactly anytime it. you try to call him on anything he just gets so def- like that's oh that fucking like, fragility you're like relax like yes. take a note and take, take a walk. breath <laughs> we gotta get into of course the person who i think experienced you know so much what we what we lightly call growth on this episode, um, and I'm, I'm thinking of that um, that, that a gif of like Natasha Rothwell and um, insecure, you know, oh, doing yeah. the like hand gesture. Um, you know what that is? That's growth. That's growth. Uh, Justin Bobby, dude, what the fuck? I, I really mean- had. No, if you would have told me when I was first watching this show 
that eventually I'd be like, I like Justin Bobby. Yeah. I would have called you a fucking liar. But by the last episode, he's so usually this sort of like hippie Zen shit like rubs me the wrong way sure. for obvious sure. reasons about my sure. personality. But I really like bought into like his inner peace and like he really has had true growth where he's like, maybe I don't want to like disappear on people. Maybe it's yeah. cool to have a family. And you yeah. actually buy it. I'm like Brody. He's like. What can I say to get you to shut the fuck up so we can have sex? Like that's, and I don't get that vibe from Justin Bobby. Even just no. him spending time with his dad, I thought was very interesting. And we really learned a lot about him. We like, learned he got so fucking much. Shot by a goddamn gang. Yeah, and that the reason why he is so nomadic is that like surfing and doing all of these things that make him feel quote unquote free is sort of how he like came back from all of his childhood struggles. I mean, he and, dealt with instability. He didn't have yeah. like a, a stable home. So of course he's going to adopt this like nomadic personality and lifestyle. But yeah, I think you're right. Like apart from what we talked about before we started recording, which I'm curious if the Cherokee <laughs> the claim to the Cherokee heritage is actually real. I'd like to send Justin Bobby a 23 and me kit just to confirm Right. Let's get some sort of like forensic ancestor person who can kind of map out like a what was that show that exposed speaking of Ben Affleck is having slave slave owner ancestors. Yeah. Oh God, what is it called? Um Find Find My Roots. Yep. With Dr. Henry Henry Louis Gates. Louis Gates. Yeah, let's get that person on the horn with Justin Bobby. But I think it's wild that we have so much like empathy and willing to give so much credit to a man who has the word justice tattooed on the front of his neck like every time I see him I'm like everything about the way that you look makes me want to be like this dude fucking sucks but then you start talking and you seem like a reasonable nice calm even keeled person and who doesn't want to kind of be around that I yeah 100% agree I also think what was interesting yeah is one he's the most out, out of all this the growth is experienced he seems pretty even keel Brandon Lee always feels like he is probably the most mature out of everyone in the group, um, despite mm-hmm. being 25. Um, and then I got, we got to talk about um, Spencer and Heidi, who I oh, just, sure. Spencer towards much like I thought, you know, Brandon Lee was looking like Polly Walnuts towards the end. I think Spencer's jacket choices combined with the large crystal necklaces was starting to give me like a SoCal Andrew Dice Clay vibe, you know, like <laughs> I just, it was like a member, like these jackets are wild and then of course like the crystals are huge like there's just something about it where he's looking like the dice man um he honestly dresses <laughs> like a weed dealer my husband used to go to in the desert like he, he <laughs> dresses like this guy named milf like it's like insane to me <laughs> all he's missing and i'm sure he's not missing these at all are like a bunch of like world war ii rifles and shit like that or whatever like he collected old guns like you want to shoot guns like no i don't want to shoot guns with a fucking weed dealer i want to go home and smoke weed oh my god (laughs) he dresses like that dude and it just it truly makes me laugh i mean the most illuminating thing about heidi and spencer is that spencer has not learned one single thing about losing all of his fucking money but i do applaud heidi for being able to recognize a problem address it and actually make the change i mean the fact that he eats like nine burritos a day is insane that's insane it's no one should ever eat that amount of food i also do appreciate that we got some resolution at the end of the season between ashley and heidi Mm -hmm. um, and they decided yeah like you said addressed like they had a discussion they talked 
Um, and I think what had been drama ultimately was like you said, just a projection, but it's like, it's nice to see women on this show resolve things because for so many, there's so many times in the original, uh, Hills where I think things were just left unresolved. And that's probably the difference of having a bunch of 20 somethings on a show versus a bunch of 30 somethings. But well, that was like such a huge theme as well of like, even Justin Bobby being like, yes. oh, coming into like my later thirties and having these realizations. And that's sort of like something all of them kind of echo throughout Except the show, but obviously mostly in the finale, because obviously they are, and there's, they have different priorities now, yeah. but I found that to be kind of fascinating that they were calling it out the way that even like Jason when him and Ashley and Heidi and Spencer were sort of hashing it out towards the end basically says like hey it's sort of like the most fourth wall breaking that we're gonna get is just like we've been on this show for 15 years there's no reason why we can't just like move on and get over things so that we don't have to we can at least be in the same room together and we're not all sitting separately so I do appreciate that they recognize that like whatever we're fucking coworkers. like yes part of our job is to generate drama but in the end we all need to come back to work because this is our job and so let's just like not hang on to shit and then come up with new shit next season and I appreciate it but I think we both agree though that it needs to pick who the show is going to be about and then kind of like build from there because it's had this sort of wandering vibe where we just like pick up strays along the way like no offense to pizza girl but like what did she even do? She like Nothing. confessed Nothing. a crush to Caitlyn, then took it back and then ended up with some guy. And you're like, okay. And that then was had useless. this like, yes, this brief, I don't know, a brief issue with her father and getting his approval. But it's never really like, ex- I mean, this is no. the show's whole problem. And maybe this is LA's whole problem is that it's all very surfacy. And so you're all just like, it's it's an issue. There are no stakes. So there's an issue. And then it's like, it's resolved or it's sort of like forgotten about. And then we all move on to the next thing. And it's like, well, well, then why the fuck are you here if it didn't escalate or have some sort of, I don't know, greater weight to the rest of the show or at least literally one other cast member? Like something? Agreed. I think the other thing that, you know, this episode set us up for, and I don't know if they've confirmed there'll be another season, is I feel like it's set us up for uh, if the show ends after this season, it's done. And like, it, it feels like there was some level of resolution, especially I think with the breaking of, of the fourth wall, like you were saying. Um, but I also feel like, um, yeah, I just don't really know unless they pick someone an angle or they, they introduce like Kristen as a permanent character or a permanent person on the show who like, I really was hoping to see more of her apart from, you know, the little hangout and the beach hangout. Like I, I was really thinking she could have injected some energy into this because otherwise it feels fairly resolved if we don't pick a person to follow around next season. Well, it's funny that you say it feels resolved because at the end of the episode, the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, is that the finale? Because it didn't say anything in the description. Every episode sort of ends like this in some ways, even when they try to do a fucking cliffhanger. And so it really didn't feel resolved. It sort of felt confusing, which is sort of the show's whole thing. Like, what is it about? What are we talking about? Like, what's important? How many episodes? Like, what's going on? Who has beef? Because everybody's also siloed. I mean, I think some of it is some of it is COVID, but also some of it is like this cast also isn't like cohesive. There are so many questions like why some of these people would still fucking be around. Like I do buy that Brandon would still be friends with Brody. Yeah, they kind of have they they seem it's like looking in a mirror kind of thing. I even buy Frankie fucking being there, but I don't. Why the fuck is Kristen still here? Like I don't understand. Kate. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Caitlin, shit, what the fuck? Like, why is Caitlin still Caitlin's here? Caitlin's still there. And honestly, like, Jason and Ashley, for that matter. Like, I think- Kinda, Yeah. They're great. And I think that they are two people who seem to be very happy with one another. Jason is sobered up. They seem to be living their life as a little family. And I honestly think like, there's no reason for them to be there. And it's no disrespect to them. I actually think it's really nice to see a stable couple on the show. But um, I think that there's just like no point in them being there. Because at this point, any tie that Jason had to the show is gone. Like he went to high school with none of the people on the show anymore. And like, I guess he knew everyone through like, meeting them through LC but still like the connections aren't there Kristen's not on the show anymore like there's just there's nothing there for them to do and I feel like if they did not come back I wouldn't hate it even though I like them in general if that makes sense right but it feels like then try to do something new and don't have it under this title of like the hills or whatever like make it about the Pratts or make it about Brody being a piece of shit. I don't care. Make it about yeah. Audrina being a single mom looking for love. And you can have all these people come on in different phases or whatever. But yeah, at this point, I don't give a shit if it comes back or not. I would truly be surprised if it gets picked up. I was honestly shocked that it came back anyway. Because I, right. guess, I guess they just needed stuff to film that was easy that they could do. And you could film in LA during COVID. So I there you go. But if it comes back, I would honestly be surprised. I don't know what the ratings are like. But having one tweet from Seth Rogen and adding that into a promo, I don't think that that, that doesn't I don't know if that generates buzz <laughs> or makes it a good show or anything. It's uh yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's about all we have to say about the Hills. Do you have any uh, parting thoughts before we dive into uh, the Bachelorette and Ugh, Bachelor let's, Nation? Let's just get into this news fest that was Katie's season. <laughs> when will this, when will our deep sleep be over, Emily? I don't, I, under, I mean, thank God for Paradise because that was a uh, real, that was a real treat. That was so Lord. fun. I, I haven't smiling. had, smiling. have you had fun in the no. last fucking no. whatever since Matt no. like it's it's been dreadful I forgot forgot that's how long paradise hasn't been on right I forgot how much fun it was I was dreading it almost I was like when David Spade was season, like it's been two years since you guys have been back on the beach I'm like fuck no, no wonder it felt so long yes I know and honestly what a fun treat like what a fun two hours where mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it Everyone was like fun and flirty and there's like weird hookups already happening. And Emily, I'm just, I'm I cannot it. tell you the last time I didn't check my watch every 15 minutes. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. This was so much fun. I am so looking forward to watching the next episode. Oh, it's it, already unhinged. Oh it's my already, God. We've got somebody who has already hooked up with another person's yes, uncle. uncle. And also, did you see the uncle? The uncle's actually very hot and he's he like a lawyer hot. or something. It's like, what the? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good for you, Tajwan. Like, 
really all about it. Just having, it's just nice to have, this is what paradise always brings us. Really, you said it best. The only reason in some ways that we still watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is that we just, so we can know who is going to be on paradise. So I've got a backstory. Okay, but Emily, who is that? blonde woman who's not champagne girl and not Demi. There was like a blonde girl who showed up who didn't get a title card, who didn't get a meet and greet. I know. I saw her in the background but didn't see her Who the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so sometimes even watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette fails us because also... I completely forgot about Marissa, Marissa, M-U-R-I-S-S-A from Peter's season. And even then I was like, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like we watched that season, uh, what is it, a year and a half ago, almost at this point, like I completely Right, but to be fair, do do you hang on to anything from The Bachelor? Like it fully washes over me. And once I I read Allie Barthwell's genius recaps on Vulture, it immediately just exits my brain until like, I guess I look at either like our group chat or like a piece of gossip comes up and then my brain slowly churns the bachelor nation gears together but typically once the episode is over i'm like what was that what did i just watch i I mean the fact that we're calling her kelsey champagne girl like i just had to remember her name about two seconds ago i was like i'm like i did not call her kelsey that's all you please take the credit remembered but yeah champagne girl but that's the thing is like we only remember people if they had like a standout moment like this because otherwise, like, what is there to remember after this? Well, I had to keep calling app. Serena Serena Canada because I yeah. was like, "What's her thing again?" Oh yeah, she's Serena. Canadian because she's not the teacher. That's Michelle. Yeah, that's so I was Michelle. like Serena Canada. And Serena, don't know anything about you? Other Serena Serena's Canada. there too, and I just remember she's a flight attendant. She's San Francisco flight oh, attendant. Oh right. Well, I miss. See, I'm glad you said that because I actually thought that she was like a cheerleader or something. But had her from up here, but thought she was like like a warrior's cheerleader or something but nope flight attendant never mind (laughs) it's what but yeah i mean the snooze fest that was the season of katie i oh my god and And also sorry i just want to start this off by saying they say sex positive so fucking much i am currently still sex negative like they put me off of yeah i don't want to support you having sex anymore i'm sorry I'm 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 recording this wearing a nun habit. That's how sex negative <laughs> I am about this. Like it was. Uh, so I need to shame and, and just stop talking about all the sex that you're fucking having. Who cares? Shut up. Stop cares? saying sex positive. And you, as you all know, on this on this show, we are all fairly. We are both fairly liberal. Like all the things that most bachelorettes are not or not have not yes. been in the past. We However, support all of these bachelorettes, fucking all these dudes, and any of the fantasies. We think speech. it's a better show for it. We think oh it's my God, a better totally. show for it. Why do you think we like Bachelor in Paradise? Everybody be fucking everybody on that show. It's so great. We it's realistic. That. We're just sex negative towards Katie. That's all. And, and sex it, negative towards the producers who encouraged everybody encouraged to say the words sex positive and now gaslighting. To lean in. Oh my God. The the amount of like overused words on her season to the point where oh they, my it's lost God. all fucking meaning, dude. Holy shit. And here's the other thing I didn't care for that past season was, okay, so I appreciated when she was on her season of the, uh, on Matt James's season, I appreciated she had Matchler. Pers- Matchler, She had a personality. I appreciated that. I even kind of liked her on that season. And then mm-hmm. as soon as she got her own a spinoff of The Bachelorette, she starts leaning in to hamming up to the camera. It is so clear she is like creating 
scenes for like spliced up clips for television. Like the, after the final rose where she confronts what's his face. I'm totally blanking on his name. The one that's accused. Yeah. The one is accused by cut. (laughs) She like has, is clearly hamming up to the cameras and I'm just like, well, I mean, you know, much like Mike, much like Mike White, she reads all the criticism and takes it personally. And like, I think that, I mean, you want to talk about fucking leaning in. You're totally right. She she leaned all the way in. She fell into a fucking K-hole of being this bachelorette. Like, I think that that's what Buttcut was trying to get to in all of this is that she was like, she's like, she made up all of these rules and like what it meant to be the bachelorette. And she couldn't let her guard down because she was so busy being the bachelorette, whatever she thinks that that means in real life. We don't know, but. Yeah, it was difficult to get to know the real Katie sometimes because she was very caught up and was very aware that she was on camera and was very aware that this was going to be broadcast. And you can still do that. Like Rachel Lindsay was very aware of like what it looked like and the implications and all of that. But she was still natural and able to form real connections and kind of like drop the act, so to speak, when it when it was necessary, when Katie was unable to do that. And it almost felt like she Katie. Um, though she, you know, definitely went from contestant to bachelorette in some ways she couldn't flip the switch over. Like she still very much had the eagerness of a contestant on the bachelor. Um, but I, I guess I wish her and Blakey Moynes, you know, all the, the happiness in the world. Blakey Moynes though. I mean, honestly, I do feel like that's her best match. They make a lot of sense together. Totally. And they also seem very like able to be produced by bachelor nation. You know what I mean? Like they like people who go along to get along in some ways. So sure. I think the two of them make a bit of sense. I feel bad for Justin. I think out of everybody, he's the one who kind of got it the shittiest. Oh, for sure. And there was just so many like manufactured rom-com moments. But again, just like the Hills, they establish these stakes of like, oh, they're her and Buttcutter always getting caught in the rain, and like she's chasing these men through like corridors and fire escape stairs and all this other shit, jumping into people's arms. And these men are honestly, they're rejecting her, which is like in I like I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with her. I'm just saying that like they create, like you were saying, these forced moments that end lacklusterly because you know like andrew's like nah i'm good or like butt cuts like i'm not fucking doing this anymore right or guy with the kid dead wife guy just like my kid makes me sad i gotta go and like she's always chasing these men in the rain and all this shit and like it just doesn't lead to anything and so of course it feels like a big womp womp with blakey moines because she didn't have any of these moments it just sort of like worked but they didn't do a very good job sort of depicting like that he was maybe like the stable thing that like pushed her through instead it sort of had this constellation e vibe to it but look people felt the same way about rachel Lindsay and that what's his face abs dr abs yeah and well they're still together they actually got married i mean she got out of bachelor nation so like yeah and she's doing pretty well i'm not saying that katie has anywhere close to the amount of like charisma and like like ability as natural like ability as rachel does but you know i'm just saying there's there's something to it, but I do believe that they had a genuine connection, despite maybe what the show was trying to tell us. I agree. And actually reading, because um, during this, you know, a couple of months ago, that New York Magazine story came out where Rachel said, you know, everything. Oh, yeah. And it was really interesting to hear the behind the scenes where it was like they really pushed Peter on her that we, you know, sexy Peter, not Pilot Pete, but sexy. No, Peter, yeah, Peter's 
still extremely attractive. So attractive. But it sounds like, you know, he was pushed on her on by the producers and that ultimately behind the scenes, her connection with Brian was much better than it looked appeared to be on the show. And they gave him very much like this, like stereotypical Latin playboy angle, because that's what producers do. But ultimately, like you said, they're still together to this day. They're married and super happy. And it sounds like, yeah, all, all everything worked out the way it should. I hope that Katie and Blakey Moynes, you know, it, things work out and that behind the scenes, the relationship had a lot more going for it than it looked like on screen. Yeah, ultimately, I wish nothing but the best for them. Um, I am really excited about Michelle's season. I really hope that they don't pick a bunch of duds for her and that she really gets some good guys. Yeah, we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. I Likewise. hope that they don't. I don't. I hope they don't like whitewash her for their audience to the point where like she turns into like another matchler, which I doubt it because she has a lot of uh, has a lot of personality and she's very fun and bubbly and very like easygoing. So I hope they don't kind of give her like the Katie treatment where they just sort of like get in her head so much she just sort of becomes like a caricature of the bachelorette. But I I'm cautiously optimistic and word on the street is Butt cut's supposed to be the next Bachelor, so make of that what you will. But Jesus. similar, I mean, I kind of feel like Butt Cut has a very similar journey to Hot Peter from Lindsay season, yeah, original Lindsay season, because you know I feel like they pushed Butt Cut on all of us, yeah, and they did that with Peter. Th- or sorry, yeah, they did that with Peter. That's his name because I keep I'm traumatized by fucking Pilot Pete and his I know. insane mom, but <laughs> Hot Peter. <laughs> Yeah, hot Peter, not fucking dunce cap Peter. Yeah. I mean, how that guy is a fucking pilot is insane. If he's ever flying a plane that I'm on, like, that is final destination. I will get off. I will leave. I do not want that moron doing anything. (laughs) Anyway, hot Peter felt like he was pushed onto Rachel so that not because they thought that she he was like a good match for her or anything, but because they wanted to turn him into the next bachelor and they didn't anticipate that they never anticipate that people will have free will or that they could turn down fame and money and all this shit. But I think they did the same thing with butt cut and it's actually happening with butt cut because he's an actor. So, or whatever. I mean, I don't know. We obviously established at the, after the rose ceremony that he's no Meryl Streep. No, no. <laughs> Which everybody he's not like, even a Catherine McPhee. <laughs> they both thought that was such a fun burn. I was like, you guys just workshop it. Just like tell one person the joke, you know, before you go out there, save yourself. Like, I don't know. She's like, you're the Ana de Armas of acting. And then really make them think about it. Uh, do we have any other thoughts about this uh, upcoming Bachelor in Paradise uh, season or I guess the rest of it? I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Grocery Store Joe and yes. the oldest man on earth. Uh, oh naked guy. What the fuck? Boy band manager. Kenny. 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 Yeah, I feel like, again, every time I said that, Zoe yelled at me. She's like, you're being generous. It's not a boy band. They're like a cover band. (laughs) And also, I mean, that man clearly had like a sock on or something. Because like, where am I supposed to be led to believe that his mic pack was going like in his ass? Like, are we serious right now? (laughs) That's wild. That's not true. Uh, But I mean, the (laughs) the amount that man was fully fucking naked the entire day. And the amount of like 
man spreading he did across no. all of those like no. cabanas like no fair ass like i felt like no. charlotte in that episode of sex and city was like put a towel down like what no. is wrong with you what is Putting wrong your with you sweaty balls Ugh. dragging them all over i, I don't want to feel like i'm gonna get a staph infection after a year and a half of covid i'm just saying like yeah after a year and a half of being locked up the last thing i would want to see as somebody on bachelor well maybe no maybe the first thing i do want to see is some random dude's dick well actually kenny is quite attractive i feel like yeah when he's like, oh, my favorite pastime is coffee and chilling. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need so much tequila for that to be like able for me to push forward in a conversation with you. Because um, as soon as I said that, I was like, I'd be like, I, I'm out. I got to go. Oh, my God. Uh, but Mari seems to be just fine to like look past it. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with some of these couples. Um, I don't need to see cat guy make out ever again. It's disgusting. Oh, it's oh, worse than it's. I would no. rather have the bachelor kiss me with his eyes wide fucking open than to ever have that man <laughs> like sort of strangle, caress me like, ew, like he's like that. Oh, and if he sings another fucking song and that goddamn ukulele, I'm going to smash that no, shit over his no. fucking head. Oh, he's so corny. I hate him. I was so happy when she voted him out. Well, voted him out but you know what i mean when he got yes. eliminated and to I, only yes. be slapped in the face with this fucking dickhead Ugh. but i also sorry i do not see it for abigail and stash i like don't no. get that's like a weird mess and then her whole thing about being like i friend zone guys easily i'm like why the fuck are you here then get out this is paradise we don't need that energy i also loved david spade absolutely not knowing what he's doing and i don't understand and i can't believe i'm about to fucking take up for wells but wells should be the host and then they should should just get celebrity commentators to come in like david spade or little yes have them bartend be the guest partner like have them like like, watch what happens live yes or even like a fucking camp counselor in training you just shadow another person and just like provide your little commentary so yes i agree bartend just give it to him david spade made him fucking do all the hard work anyway you know who I was really hoping would ap- would appear, and maybe he will. I don't know. Um, remember the one? Okay, so um, we were just talking about Abigail, the guy that she's see- dating or went on a date with. What's his face? Noah? I'm blanking on his name. Noah. You remember the guy on that season of um, of the Bachelorette that he kept? Uh, Tasha's season, the Bachelorette. Oh, the guy that couldn't Preppy. spell limousine. What the fuck was that Pre- guy's name? Preppy. Oh my yeah. god! He went to Harvard. Yeah, that was his, his name personality. Was like, oh my god! Wasn't it Bennett? Bennett. I'm hoping he shows up. I feel like I need him to be there for some conflict. Like just I was a little actually bit. wondering where he was because I feel like that man would fully show up if there was ever a camera. Crew. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. My sister was the one who remarked, and I was like, you know what? You are right. I would like him to show up. He. I don't know what's going on there, but I'd like to see Bennett because I would just Look, a little bit of Ben and Noah. It's early. It's early in the game. So we'll see. Well, Well, before we go, I do want to recommend if you like Bachelor in Paradise, I must recommend Fuckboy Island, which is convoluted in its rules. So don't worry about them till the end. And also don't worry about them in general because Nikki Glaser does a great job as host and she constantly reiterates the rules because I think she understands that they are very convoluted. But it's 12 nice guys and 12 fuck boys go to an island where three ladies, you know, have to pick whoever they want to get involved. It's it's so much fun. It's very silly. And it gives you everything you want. Like you're in a beautiful tropical location. Like fuck boys get dressed down. Like people get (laughs) real secrets are revealed. Like it was a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. Um, If you like 
Bachelor in Paradise. This is sort of like HBO's version of that. And Amazing. also this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is, I mean, worthy of the Criterion collection. It is riveting. It is fascinating. Thank you, Erica Jane, for being a con artist. And thank you, Kathy Hilton, for being a insanely rich, out-of-touch white lady. Essentially being Jennifer Coolidge from White say. Lotus, but in real life. Thank you so much. And thank you, Crystal, for your contributions, for holding people accountable. Thank you, Sutton, for being a sleuth and being also a really wealthy lady who has been divorced and says things like forensic accountant in casual conversation. And most of all, thank you to Garcelle, who is not only beautiful and just so funny, but also is coming for all these hoes and you cannot help but laugh. So Beverly Hills, insane. Potomac is always five stars. Also would recommend this season. It's it's really just getting started, but things are happening. And I'm so sorry to New York to just avoid it. If you haven't been watching, don't start. It's not. It's sad. Just go. <laughs> just go. Just leave us here. Well, thank you very much for all those recommendations. Oh, and Emily, Salt Lake City is coming back. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> we'll have to do another little check-in with oh, that, of course. too. Of course. Cannot wait. Well, everyone, we want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, As you may have seen, if you follow us on Instagram, we are going to have our season six premiere air on uh, September 16th, which is not that far away. I'm very excited. We have a lot in store for this upcoming season, so we cannot wait for you all to hear what we are going to be bringing to you all. Um, But to stay in touch with us and to get these new episodes, you should uh, find us on wherever you like to listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever that may be. While you're on that page looking to listen to our podcast episodes, why don't you subscribe so that you can get the latest and greatest when it comes out? Additionally, you can find us on social media. We are at the Old Millennials Pod on both Instagram and Facebook. We have been posting all sorts of fun posts leading up to our season six premiere. Uh, So if you want to see more of my hack Photoshop jobs, head over there. Additionally, you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Emily A. Beijen. And I'm at Marg wrote. And until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.